All right. Um, all right, y'all. I'm Shan from uh, Shan B. Podden. She gets a pod. And that is Greg from Young Black and Bother. This is Lime Out Stereo Podcast. And um, we are here on Stereo every Saturday at 9 motherfucking 30. And we do a show. I accidentally had the... There's a feedback I'm hearing. I had um, put it for the tomorrow when it shouldn't have been for tomorrow. So um, now I have to basically update it. So it's updated. And um, I just want to say that Loudmouth Stereo Podcast is its own podcast. What does that mean? It means that you can find Greg and myself with all of the shows that we do here on stereo from what is that 2021 or 2020 2020 mm-hmm. and um you can find it on its own podcast platform meaning if you go on any podcast platform and you put in loud mouth stereo pod our podcast is gonna pop up my issue is we have great shows here on stereo i go through and i do the edit and i put it on its own platform because I no longer post it on She Gets It. Greg no longer posts it on Loudmouth Stereo, on uh, Young Black and Bother, because it, it, it becomes too much content to sit with our regular content. So if y'all can, if y'all enjoy the show here and you don't catch all of it, to check the actual podcast. Because every time I post there, at the most, there's only five people going out their way to listen to the show. But on our platform that we used to do in the past is way more numbers because they all go into one spot. I'm still hearing feedback. But other than that, um, we need more downloads. Let me hear the feedback in a second. Okay. We need more downloads. We need more subscribers for Loudmouth Stereo Podcast. So we can give you more on the show. Other than that, we do have merch at Loudmouth Stereo Shop. If you put that in your Googles, our shop will pop up. You can find Greg on Twitter at um what the fuck is Greg's shit? Greg, what is your shit? Al Sharp Tongue on Twitter. Don't look for me on Instagram. I won't Yes, I, that's why I wasn't mentioning it. I got you. Um you know, Al Sharp Tongue on uh, Twitter. Mine is at Shambi Podden on um, IG and Twitter, so you can find me. And then on here, y'all see what the name is. What's up, Edward and Granny? Um, okay, what else I need to do? Nothing else. That is the introduction. This is I'm Out Stereo Podcast. You come in here and you speak, you're going to be recorded. So don't come in here and say anything that you don't record it. The topic of the night is backtracking. Uh, we will talk about it after we kind of get into what the last show was. So the last show that we had, we recap basically the last episode of Insecure and that show in itself. And we were talking about what our feedback was on Insecure, um, what we thought should have been done, what we wish was done. Overall, what we thought about the show. So we talked about Issa's um, ideas and how we appreciate her and all of that. Greg shared his input. I shared my input. You know, 
which led us to the idea of backtracking because, you know, a lot of characters in there did a lot of backtracking where Greg was like, you know what, put a pin in that so we can discuss it. And I was like, okay, so that's why I mean, that's why we made it a show. Appreciate that, Greg. Um, what we like to do before we get into the main topic of the show is kind of like rehash and catch up. So, um, Greg, what's up? Uh, not much. I just, you know, living one day at a time, trying to get things done. Um, here for another week, excited for this episode. But honestly, like this week, I don't know what happened, but I looked and it was Friday. Now it's Saturday. Um, I, I don't know, like, obviously a day happened, but I don't know when I actually got to Friday. So now sitting here now with the extended weekend, I don't know what to do with myself because time just keeps to, you know, it keeps moving on too fast. My mom said for the first time today, she was like, oh, like the baby's getting too big too quick and I don't know what's happening. And I told her the same thing. I wasn't quite sure what happened as well. Like she went from being a newborn to having a personality and throwing things. Like we put her in timeout for the first time today. Man, time happened is what happened. Time and they, they, they adapt to us. And I'm sure you have her on electronics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what about you? Like you, I see you on social media. I'm like, Oh, okay. So she's, she's doing it up right now. She is busy. Yeah. I've uh, been doing a lot of research, you know, about, you know, this NFT shit, this crypto shit. I've mm-hmm. been researching, you know, what, you know, Instagram will accept, what they won't accept. I've been uh, trying to push a lot of shows on TikTok uh, or push the alert of shows on TikTok um, just to see how that works. What else I've been doing? I've been on Canva like a hoe in the street, okay? And... Nope. um. I am in the midst of creating something for podcasters that I think would be a big help. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting the prototype for that this week sometime. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've been over here with Lockjaw for my toots. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, just over here heavily drugged up all week, having brain fog, and I'm chilling. And, ain't nothing wrong with that. Obviously, I hope you feel better. Uh, first yeah. and foremost, because like dental surgery and stuff like that, that's a lot. So, you know, I'm surprised like you're able to still create shows and do things even with, you know, your mouth being the way it is. Now, you know why, Greg, to, though? Because I'm scared. That? I'm scared that I'm going to go to the surgeon on Tuesday and he's going to be like, I'm going to do this this day. And my um, I'm not going to be able to prepare my shows. So, you know, I like to record my personal shows before they're posted. So what I've been doing all day today is really like recording shows, editing, chopping it up, adding the ads in and scheduling it to post. So I did two shows today. Right now I'm writing up five shows. And if I need to record them prior to the date, that's what I want to do. Because I know when he schedules my appointment, dog. What I'm not gonna have a mouse. Okay? That is a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> yeah, like the thing, like for me, like during the pandemic, the hardest part was going to the dentist. It wasn't mm-hmm. going to the doctor. It was just the dentist. So 
for me, like, not only do I hate the dentist, I hate just any mouth work done. It just feels like even if they're just cleaning your teeth, they're doing too much or they're probably yes. messing something up. So you have to go back. I'm like, you know, nah, I'm, I'm okay. Like I go in there, you know, I brush my teeth and everything like I'm supposed to. I floss, I rinse. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I'm doing the best job I could possibly do. But the they always, always make you feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, y'all, like I, I did what you told me to do. Like I brush, floss, rinse, all, all that stuff. And they're like, that's not enough. I was like, I just bought a fucking toothbrush that's $119. You're trying to tell me it's not doing its job? That floss ain't, like, what the fuck can I do? Like, maybe I should just go and do, like, the celebrities and just get the veneers. Clearly, that shit works for them. No, they don't because what they're not telling you, me and my mom would talk about this today, the veneers that people are getting, if mm-hmm. their teeth are not up to par prior to them putting on them veneers, when they mm-hmm. start getting like toothaches and having cavities, you have to take the whole thing out. So oh, no. this, this this guy, he was like, he, he ended up having a couple of cavities under the fucking veneers and they had to take them out and he got to pay 10K. To get Ooh. the bottom redone. I'm just like, dog. Yeah. Just take I'll care of your reg- teeth. Yeah. I'll keep my regular teeth then. I'm fine. You All you had to tell me was how much I got to spend. Like, I already yes, ate sir. copay. So I'm definitely not paying 10K. So. Let me tell you how Kaiser. Fuck mm. y'all. Kaiser and this highest insurance that I pay through my job had the audacity to be like, oh, we're not paying for your prescription. Now, what did they do? Like, my prescription like a, was fucking uh, a strong ass Motrin and some antibiotics until my um, my my surgeon takes a look at it. But mm-hmm. you telling me the hundreds of dollars that I pay every month out of my paycheck, multiple times a month, you're not going to cover thirty dollars worth of medicine? Oh, absolutely not. Not them. <laughs> not, they will. They will look at you and be like, "What you thought?" Like that's what? not happening. So, yeah. Yo, you you want to know what's so funny? Like when it comes to like prescriptions, I always think it's funny where you can go up to the counter and you should just be able to ask for the things behind the counter with your prescription or even yeah. without a prescription. Like you know what? I want the extra strength shit. Yeah. What I did was. Me, remember I was having like chest pains and stuff earlier last year, right? Yeah. So I was having these chest pains and went to the doctor, went to the cardiologist and stuff like that. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just kind of like an acid reflux. Go and get this prescription, right? So I go get the mm-hmm. prescription. It's fucking Pepsid AC. So I asked him, I was like, I went to a doctor and paid a $35 copay mm-hmm. after they got the prescription and they, they call it like flamotidine, right? Yeah. They just called it flamotidine. Now I'm thinking it's going to be like some premier, like some elite shit that's going to get rid of it in like an hour, only to mm-hmm. find out that it's Pepsi AC. And I <laughs> asked them, I was like, "Yo, isn't that in?" I was like, "Isn't that on the counter?" It's like, "Yeah, but if you get it as a prescription, it's two dollars less." And I was like, "Yeah, but I spent forty dollars to get a prescription for that just to save two dollars, but I spent forty. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So, right. fuck prescriptions. It's dumb." Yeah, I agree. I agree. So what's going on with this house shit? House hunting? Uh, um, it's trash. Um, the housing market is garbage. <laughs> um, and I'm starting to think that people just don't know how to maintain their homes. It's gotten yeah. to the point where I, I look at these houses 
and they're not worth even like $50,000, their asking price. I've seen some homes for three fifty, and I look at the houses, the carpets are coming up and shit. Like you, you ever seen like a carpet where they have like ripples in it? Like somebody's just been like sliding across the fucking carpet. Yeah. Just walking on it. Like it's old. That, it needs to be re-stretched. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that. Then you have bathrooms. That's like the dirty ass white tile. Like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, like none of that at all. So, mm-hmm. The three that we've seen in the past month, they look really nice. The issue for me, though, is the location of the school. So we want to pretty much have our daughter in a good school district for at least elementary and middle school because we don't know how high schools want to work. But when it comes to what we've seen, it's just like great houses, great locations. But the schools, like on a scale of like one to ten, they're like threes and fours. And I was like, yo. Why would I want to buy a house in a district where the school's rating is like a three out of 10? Like, y'all mm-hmm. haven't tried to improve that shit? I don't mm-hmm. want it. So we've we just been having a really hard time when it comes to that. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot of people everywhere, they have the money to get the house, but it's like 15 people to one house. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, who always wins is a person sitting with the cash money Mm -hmm. and that's usually under contract with contractor under contract with bigger company because they have the over they have the money sitting to go ahead and invest and somebody who's selling a house what do they want more than anything they want the price that they offered and they want it fast so that's why a lot of people are losing out here because these huge companies, some of them are in, are in California and they buy up a thousand houses in Atlanta without coming to see them shits. Oh, you see, no, absolutely and, not. And imagine you living here in Atlanta, you know, putting aside money to buy a house and you see a house physically and that shit is on a website saying it's for sale. Uh, it's saying it doesn't say that it's under contract. You go through all of these loops calling people, and then you finally get somebody that has updated information. They say, Oh, that one's not on the market. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been happening for a lot of people that I know. Me personally, um, I've put the house shit on the back burner one because I don't feel like I'm mentally ready. Uh, yeah. Because I've been having my own anxiety through my friends' um, experiences where they get excited about a house. They, you know, get all of this stuff set up. They go back and forth with their realtors. The owner is in. They put in their offer. The owner accepts. Then they do, like, their inspections. They pay for the fucking inspection. And then somebody reneges. Somebody, you know, for whatever reason oh, it's not moving fast enough for me. And then it's either, well, I needed to do this. If you don't let me do this, then I'll pull out. And it's kind of like, I don't want to compare it to couples who really want a baby and then it falls through. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I feel like it feels like. 
Like you get really excited about something great happening in your life. You get really close to it actually being done. And then you're back to square one very fast. And I'm just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's how it, that's how it's felt for us. Like right now, like I actually have a window up for one of the houses that I really want and that we both mm-hmm. seem to like. But the issue for us is we don't want to rush to get a house just to have the house and mm-hmm. then we're not happy with it. Like, cause the apartment that we're in is just fine. We've been in here five years. We're happy with this, but we know that we're growing like quick uh, with the baby growing up and stuff like that. So you want to mm-hmm. give her space. It's not even about us. Like, you know, the living room, the bedroom is fine enough for us. We've done it in, you know, a one bedroom before. So we've done it in a studio. So it's like a two bedroom is more than enough, but for her, that's constantly growing. Like we want to be able to, give her a little bit more. The issue is at least I don't even actually know what I'll, I'll take it back. What people are asking for, for their homes, either they didn't maintain them. They didn't want to update them. They just want to get rid of them. And they're trying to do it at a price that is around market value for their neighborhood. And like, say for example, one house in the neighborhood went for like three sixty. Somebody's like, Oh, I can sell my house for three fifty five, And it's like, but your house hasn't been updated. Like, you haven't fixed the carpets. Like when we go to these open houses, they're so fucking bad that they have like dog marks scratched into like the floors and stuff. And it's like, like you didn't think somebody that's coming in that probably hates dogs or something like that. Want to see that? Mm-hmm. Or they have a washer and dryer from fucking nine or 10 years ago. Like it probably doesn't work. Like certain things about these previous homeowners it makes people want to go and stay in apartments because with your apartment, if something breaks, guess what? You go call maintenance and they fix it with a house. The last thing you want to do is put down that money to get a house. You buy a house and then you realize all the problems that come with it that they didn't tell you about, or you didn't recognize because you were just caught up in just buying your first home. So that's what we're trying to avoid. Let me tell you something. Um, I'm in a house right now, but it's not my house. And the owner in his lease, he put that all of the plumbing shit and the uh, yard shit is on the tenant, which is cool, you know, because I I haven't had any plumbing issues. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always get the grass cut by somebody that professionally cuts grass. Yeah. And so this week I've been dealing with this dripping ass pipe, right? And I have mom ears. I hear everything in my house. And to hear a pipe that keeps dripping is like, what the fuck? It's like, it's like insane. So mm-hmm. I hit up, um, I want, I called a plumber and I, they, I said, I, how much is it for somebody to come out and just give me an estimate on a, a shower head thing leaking? And she was like, well, first of all, are you the owner or the tenant? I said, I'm the tenant. She was like, well, I can't talk to you any any changes or anything as far as hardware with the house. We need the owner. So I hit up my own, the owner of the house and I'm just like, hey, I reached out to see if a plumber could come look at this. And they told me I have to be the owner in order to schedule any work. So he was like, um, I'm out of town. Don't worry about it. He's always really good at hitting me the right back. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'll just come have my handyman come look at it. And you're not paying him. He was like, I'm going to take care of it. So um, I, I said, thank you. I appreciate it. He sent him right out next day, early morning. 
right? The guy mm-hmm. looks at it. Um, he turns off the water. Um, and he said, he opens the, you know, turny thingies and he says, oh, he's like, these are old. And then he shows me them and they basically, the washer is down to nothing. So you're turning oh, no. and you're turning and turning and nothing's happening. But the, the issue is this is an old house. This house I think was like in the early sixties. It's 2022. So yeah. the part that's on the nozzle for the shower they probably really don't make anymore. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, I got to go to the hardware store to see if they have um, this valve. I don't know if they're going to have it. So they only had two, but I need three. So mm-hmm. he fixes this shit. So he was out here all day, the day before yesterday. Then he was here all day yesterday doing it. And then he was like, all right, you should be all set. Okay. The water comes on. I went to take a shower last night. There's the if I turn on the shower, it's like a little bit of water that comes through there, but down below is full throttle water. Oh, so no. the little the middle part that turns on just this shower is not working because whatever valve is not catching the turning mm. thing. So I took like kind of like a a outside wipe up shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know what? I didn't mind it because in Jamaica, a lot of the times, if you don't have like a luxury house, that's mm-hmm. how the shower is, you know? I just wanted yep. to get clean. So I was like, it's okay. Because I sort of felt bad. Like this guy was here two days. You know, he was in here working. Um, and I don't want him to be in here being that we're expecting like the snowstorm or whatever. Exactly. And so and so I told Alan, I was just like, um, no worries. Uh, he can come Monday. He sent them here today. So in the middle of me recording, I had to stop for like two hours so he could see if he could fix the thing. And he needs the middle valve. So mm-hmm. he took it with him to see if he could find one. But if he can't find it, he has to replace the whole thing on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit that over time with the house that's already built, that re- just regular using shit will happen. You know, no. the dish, the dishwasher is old, but I don't, I'm not a dishwasher lady. I never liked dishwashers. The last um, condo I was in, I never used a dishwasher. And so I told the owner, I'm just like, I'll never use it, but it's leaking. So I'm not going to test it, you know, exactly. and it's all this common thing. So it really makes me feel like I would rather buy land and build me a yep. fucking house than Fact. to than to be surprised, like, surprise, I don't want to work today, and something in my house not working. Like, that shit is annoying. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of people who own houses and are selling them, that's what they do. They hide a lot of the shit. Or now, because the market is the way it is, they don't mm-hmm. even really give a fuck. They be like, you know what? Somebody going to buy this motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what yeah. they do. Somebody's going to buy it. And back in, what, 2021, like, and this was, I'm talking like it's like five years ago, but it felt like it. So when we were first starting that actual house hunt, mm-hmm. people were going for the houses that we wanted that were really nice. And when I say people, I'm talking about Redfin. They would go and buy the house for like thirty to $40,000 over market. They would go and do that, trying to compete. And then after, you would see that same house back on the market like 90 days later. So you're mm. like, damn, like that house that, you know, we saw it on the market for three, like three thirty-five. Somebody bought it for three seventy, 
and then it's back on the market at 380. They, you know, pretty much bought the house. They fixed up the kitchen a little bit, put new toilets in there. They, you know, changed the bathtub to a shower and Mm -hmm. then they just put it back on the market. I'm like, yo, like, I'm definitely not buying it now. But the issue now is a lot of those homes, they've been on the market, you know, longer than 180 days, some Mm -hmm. more than like 240. And you're sitting like, yo, they've been on there for like four or five months now and nobody's bought them. So the price will decrease like $10,000. But the Mm. issue is nobody wants to buy the house because they've already seen the house. They wanted the house. But now that they've known that they possibly put it in offer for it at three forty, and now it's back on the market, but it's $40,000 more. Like, no, nobody's doing that. It's like, if you go, oh, go ahead. You know what's so crazy about that is every year, depending on where the location of the house is, mm-hmm. your location, depending on what develop, developers are doing in that area, can increase like 25% and you did nothing to the house. Yep. So that's why people be like, buy real estate is the fastest way to grow your money because it really is. If you Mm -hmm. end up buying a house, it could be a shit house, especially in Atlanta, but somewhere Mm -hmm. where people really want property and sit on it a little bit, boy, Mm -hmm. you make a killing flipping it. Yeah. And for me, like, I guess like my last little statement with this is when it comes to houses, like what we want, it seems like a lot, but for us, it's like, oh, it's just like the basics. Like, I don't want a house that I'm already buying at the top of my budget. Mm-hmm. And then I still got to put twenty to $30,000 worth of money into that house. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go and have to say, you know what I got to do? I have to now, you know, I bought the house for three fifty, three sixty, And now I'm putting $25,000 into it. Um, one house that we were really about to pull the, um, the plug on, we're like, you know what? We're going to just go press the button, we're going to get this house. When we found out, like, oh, like, the fucking house, the HOA fees were like 185 a month. Then you had, uh, they had, like, solar panels on the roof, mm-hmm. and they were, like, from Tesla, but we had to pay them an additional $210 a month for that. I was like, fuck no. Like, I'm not, and I love solar panels. Like, it, it comes in handy. The issue is $210 a month on top of HOA fees and other stuff that we don't want to have to pay for. Right now, it's worth what we're doing, which is going month to month until we find something that we're ready for. Now, I know what possibly will happen. Knock on wood. We'll get a letter saying, hey, like, you know, you guys have been going month to month for like, you know, I think now it's been almost like four months. We're like, hey, um, now we have to structure you in. We have to do this. And next thing you know, our rent's going to go up fucking three, four hundred dollars. And I'm like, nah, now we have to get whatever we can get. Or we just get to another apartment building find something we like and just stay there for a year, which I'm completely fine with. But the housing market, we also want to make sure that we get it while the interest rates are still low, because mm-hmm. I think they're still at, they're under like 3.5 at least that I can remember. And I'd rather stay there because one or two things is going to happen. The market's going to crash and we bought a little bit too high and now we can get a house at like dirt cheap mm-hmm. or, you know, the interest rates go up and the price of the houses go up. And we can't afford what we want. So right now we have to figure out what we're going to do. So we're giving each other like four or five months to just figure out exactly where we want to be. That's good. More time is something that's good. Um, What was I going to say? Hey, welcome to my brain fog. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. 
I completely forgot what I was gonna say. I've been having this shit for the past week. Um, oh, oh, oh I, I have another little shooting of shit, and I'll make it real quick. Um, stereo. Um, y'all yes. do not support black creators at all. Um, I told mm-hmm. Shane I was gonna like kind of like not say anything until we did the show, and I mentioned that I was gonna bring something up. She probably just didn't know it was gonna be this. Um, I've seen y'all promote the shit out of white creators for having fifty followers. Mm. And you will have them rooms bumping with like two, uh, like I seen one room was like 210 people. I was like on stereo. It ain't been like that. No. Wow. What's going on? Right. I was like, this guy must be a, a famous comedian. Looked at the followers, 49 people. I was like, how the fuck do you do this? Like, mm-hmm. how do you do this? And then I thought, I thought about it. And then I looked at my wife who just happens to be white and Jewish. And I'm like, yeah, like no, no disrespect to you. I love you. But like white people got it good. I've asked Stereo for the past four months. Promote the show. I even tag them and shit. Still, and I shouldn't. I already, I swore last year I wasn't going to do it because they they clearly don't care. But they're like, hey, like, you know, the show that Cashley and, like, Pam have, the wrestling show. I've promoted that shit. Nothing. They don't promote the shit. It used to be you can have, like, 15, 20 people in the room and it'd be bumping. Sometimes now it's just like, yo, like. It's you and I talking, which I'm completely fine with. But I also see those talking heads that come through at the bottom and they float and you see them and then they just magically disappear. Kind of fucked up, Stereo. So I need you to treat your black creators who honestly held this app down for a year and a half before deciding, you know what? They just going to go on Clubhouse or go on Twitter Spaces. I think Twitter Spaces now has it where you can record. Now, I would use that. The only issue that I have is you can record. But there's mm-hmm. no way to actually extract those files. You know what I mean? And you can't have private rooms. And I like the voicemail feature of stereo. But if stereo doesn't get their shit together, notice every time I say the word stereo, somebody pops in here that's possibly from stereo. <laughs> for the keynotes. Just please like get your shit together before it becomes too late, which it's starting to seem like it already is for y'all. But mm-hmm. I've said enough. Yeah. I um. I just, you know, I think they, I don't know what what their trust level is with Stereo as far as like who gets to pick who's highlighted or not. Um, but I just feel like it's not consistent and I don't tag them in everything I do as far as Stereo, but I do tag them in things and um mm-hmm. It was only reciprocated a couple of times. Um, and even then, it was half-assed because I'm not the only creator on here doing this show. Mm-hmm. Greg has been with me the whole time for like a year and a half. And they don't, they've they never recognized Greg for his work. Not even us. Like we, we know people who do shows together with other people and they only mm-hmm. always recognize one person as if they don't see the other person coming in consistently. So um, that definitely, definitely needs to be fixed. But I am also a content creator who believes like, fuck everybody else marketing your shit, pushing your shit. We got to push our shit. Like I, I do my best to try to push our shit before the show actually comes, regardless of if stereo says anything. So um, me pushing it is why I do that. But at the mm-hmm. most part, cool. It's cool. Our show is going to do its thing. So I just feel yeah. like eventually Throughout the show tonight, more people are going to come through. Um, when they yeah. come through, I don't know. 
but um while we're doing this show i have to go in and correct some of the posts so i can post the actual mm-hmm. correct thing but for the most part um tonight's show is basically talking about backtracking and going back to someone this is my definition of it going back to someone you let um you left or situation you left knowing it had issues in the past and my thing with this with anybody that feels like they're gonna go back to something old that didn't work is why are you going back what what was fixed or work on do you know for sure it was worked on or are they saying baby please baby baby please i did you know Mm -hmm. i took time i listened i I know i know what i did wrong i'm gonna fix it and then you'd be like so what are you gonna fix what you want me to fix no but what is it that you're gonna fix um anything you need me to do like they don't even Mm -hmm. understand why the breakup happened in the first place but yet they want to come back and my thing is like how do you know going back will fix it? And why are you backtracking? Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Like, I, it, it's weird. I just, for me, my, I guess my definition is similar to yours. I just feel like backtracking is kind of like when uh, that person just won't get out of your head. But like mm-hmm. over time, like it becomes like fleeting thoughts. Like mm-hmm. pretty much like you haven't raised your expectations for yourself. And mm. when it comes to dating so it just becomes a thing where it's like you know what i'm stuck with you know who accepts me which is obviously the person that knows you and mm-hmm. been around you because you don't want to learn new people sounds uh, like settling up, yeah yeah we're we gonna touch on that a little bit later on but that's just <laughs> at least from my personal experience i can't speak for everybody else but yeah we'll, we'll get into that as well but that's the best definition i can possibly come up with for mm. okay so my thing with that is two two ways I look at it. If mm-hmm. if we still single, and for me, definition of being single is unmarried, right? If we are still single and you want to try again with me after we break up, I'm not going to try as much with you if we get together. I'm not going to give you the effort I can't afford not to be reciprocated. I'm not going mm-hmm. um, all in on my pussy effort. I'm uh, especially if you were the reason why we broke up. Okay. So there's that. Yep. Now for me, if I was married, I would be on some, we need therapy. Uh, we need a communication day. Like maybe like every Thursday at eight o'clock, you know, we'll talk out what we did, didn't like about the week or thoughts that we have or questions that we need answers. Um, we would heal together. We fix in what can be fixed together. I'm doing my best no matter what. I'm not giving you anything less than 110%. I expect you not to give me anything less than 110%. And after we really, really, really tried everything and nothing works, I mean, then we can talk about the D and the D being a divorce. I will never be a part of let's do a separation because I feel like just like a break in a regular, regular relationship and a separation in a marriage, that's a BS excuse to do BS, finesse BS, be MBS. Okay. And so, um, 
that's how I look at that. How do you look at it? No. Yeah. Like when it comes to separations and stuff like that, like I think it's a cop out. It's a way of saying like, yo, like I want to be away from you, but not that far. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I'm not really too fond of that. But the reason why people do it, in my personal opinion, as like from the outside looking in, it's because they want to have their cake and eat it too. They're like, yo, like I want to experience what's out there that I can't have because, you know, they haven't consulted their partner. They don't have like a hall pass or an open relationship. Or honestly, just say, you know what, like I want to try something different because we've been doing this for so fucking long. That's where that issue comes in. I have partners who like, will go and say, oh, like, you know, my relationship ain't working right now. It's like, oh, what you telling me? Like, what the fuck am I going to do about it? Like, you have to start talking and having open communication and dialogue with your folks, with the person that you're sleeping with, because telling your homeboys ain't it. I've, you know, I actually had a friend, like, argue me down just last week. They're like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're talking separation. And I was like, but for what? Like what, what? What is the separation going to get you other than the fact that for a few, you know, until you realize that there ain't nothing out there, you want to go fuck around. You want to go have mm-hmm. your fun and stuff. You can have your fun with your partner as long as it's in a respectable manner. And I knew what it was, kind of like tying this into the show. Mm-hmm. He wants to fuck around, but he don't want to fuck around with new people. He, he wants to fuck around with people that he couldn't attain because they've been around the entire time. Or they were mm. around before his lady, and hanging hanging out with them because I haven't hung out with them in like a couple of years actually. So hanging out with these peers and these friends, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like you have to, like you can't go and meet new women. It's not in you to meet new women. What you want to do is go fuck with the women that are on your IG and on your mm. Twitter and and the women from high school and college because. You you tried the family thing. You liked the family thing, but you and I both know, Shan, like being a married man gets you a lot of a lot of attention that's unwarranted because they yeah. feel like, oh, like it's it's a thing. Um I don't want really want to bring this up and make it a whole different discussion. But there was a, a TikTok, I think, that went viral about like the girl who went to Miami and she like I guess like was approached by a guy in the water. Uh, and mm-hmm. the full story came out that he didn't approach her. She approached him. And, you know, when you go to Miami and stuff like that, you you, you want to connect with other people. So he gave her like the one arm hug and, you know, exchange mm-hmm. numbers. He gave her the wrong number, stuff like that. But tying that into this story, when it comes to it, like a lot of guys just honestly want to see if they still got it. Don't know. Don't, you know, know how women interact in that manner. But mm-hmm. I know men. We want to see if we still have it. The issue is that usually leads into a separation or divorce, or you mm-hmm. being single. The issue is being single or being separated, even though I've never been in that situation, mm-hmm. that shit looks miserable because you're still obligated to do what the fuck you're doing for that person. Yeah, legally, yeah. While you still, yeah, which is crazy because it's like, you, know, like you, you realize you still got to pay rent there. You got to pay that mortgage there. You got to go and take care of them kids there. You got to do the duties that you, you know, you stood in front of your family, God, and a whole bunch of ugly people you don't really fuck with. Like, you still got to answer to that shit because that's what you're obligated to do. But people take separation kind of like a don't ask, don't tell period mm-hmm. in life for their relationships, which I think is bullshit. So that's my roundabout answer of saying everything. Ooh, um, a few points on that. 
I feel like all breakups don't end bad. And that's mm-hmm. what may lead a lot of people to go back. Um, everyone is different. Some things to them are fixable. And if we're talking about change, I feel like a lot of change that's um, important or makes a big difference takes time. And some mm-hmm. people have an issue with waiting for things to be great. They just want them to yep. be great now. Um, a real question that you need to ask yourself before you go in any relationship is, can you be forgiving? And what are your, what are your limits of forgiveness? Because some people have limits. Um, and your future blends. Like, does your future blend together? A lot of, not a lot of the time, because, you know, they didn't all end the same. But one of my, um, one of my breakups was because our future didn't blend together. Like, anytime I had a, um, an idea to, you know, do something on the side of regular bill work, and uh, something that was exciting and and, pas- and passionate for me. If you don't, if you're with a, someone who's not a visionary or can't see the point in exploring something creative, that's nothing now that can be something great later, and you are a creative, it becomes like this brick wall in your relationship for them to understand and respect. What's up, Dungeon? To respect, and what's up, Tierra? Like, I need my space Everybody's to create this night, thing, huh? and then they be, and then they look at you, and they was like, "Well, what you doing it for? You're not getting any money." You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, and my thing is like, it wasn't because I didn't love that ex. It wasn't because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't happy with them. It was because if my future was supposed to grow in the way that my future needed to grow, he wouldn't understand my why. And I creatively can't be with a man who who is cringing and scared at the risk that I'm taking on myself for my career and what I love to be better because he is comfortable waking up, going to work, clocking in, clocking out, having a retirement plan, uh, going to the same place on Friday, Hanging out with the same people on Saturday and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. I'm just like, exactly. I'm I'm not made like that. So sometimes breakups are not because the person is bad. It's just because people don't blend well in your future. And my thing yeah. is, people do change. And as long as the spark is there, sometimes that's enough for two people to get back together and make mm-hmm. life work. You know what I'm saying? Like this past week, with me, my, my mouth being fucked up and me not having help and me being single as fuck and me having two kids and I had to be it regardless of how I felt. I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn, like I really feel single. I really have nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like my friends and the family that I have here and, um, you know, nobody was checking in on me. But as far as like being able to roll over And instead of me physically get out the bed to go get my medicine and some water, somebody could bring it to me. Instead of me have to get two kids dressed, um, you know, while drugged up and and go to the grocery store and grocery shop and yell, somebody else could do it. You know what I'm saying? I I don't have that. And I'm just like, you know what? I kind of get it while people 
choose people to do life with. I kind of mm-hmm. get it this week why, you know, maybe 60% of the relationship is trash, but at least I have help. I get it. But at the same time, I'm not desperate. Yeah. At the same time, as a woman with children, I have the right to be picky and choosy about what man I'm involved with. And it can't be just because he makes my life easier because he's financially able. It can't be just because I need another body in the house, which I do. But at the same time, I'm not taking anybody off the street to be in my house because I need help. But some people do it. A lot of relationships right now, it looks legit on TikTok. It looks legit on Instagram. It looks legit on YouTube. It looks legit in real life. And, you know, the two cars, the dog, the two kids, the, the house. Mm-hmm. But they're, 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 sometimes it's two people in there living separate lives, but doing life together. And I don't want that. And so I just feel like I shouldn't have to choose uh, somebody being able to swipe the card. Versus me having a genuine relationship with somebody who's willing to be there for me. If that makes sense. Uh, It definitely does. Like when it comes to it though, like in just like the form of being happy, a lot of people, I don't want to say they look for their happiness elsewhere. They just want somebody to be a companion in that happiness. But it's hard to do that when people aren't happy in themselves so you have to be able to create that happiness on your own in order to get it from somebody else. That's why in terms of backtracking, you see a lot of people going and going to old flings, going to old fucks or people that they mm. used to date and stuff like that. Or even people that they know for a fact that they're not right for them. Like that yeah. person, we don't belong together, but I can't afford to be alone right now. I need somebody to help me with this shit. I have to you know, figure it out by myself, but I also need somebody there just in case I can't. And that's where a lot of the backtracking comes. I've done it. I can't speak for you. But I know others who have, but none of us ever have the answer at the time. We have mm-hmm. to officially like get over that person that we keep backtracking for or with. And then be like, you know what? Like, I, I deserve a little bit more. I, I deserve yeah. to be happier without you. You know what I mean? So that's what like that's always been my personal issue is the backtracking um i used to be stuck in my ways with the people that i used to date and stuff like that so it's like all right i can go meet new people or i can just go to old faithful i can Mm. go and just be with them because i already know like i know what i'm getting like i i know you know the conversations there like intimacy whatever like that's there but it became a thing of like i wasn't like i wasn't physically there for them i was Uh just like in the moment like it was easily accessible. Like if you know for a fact, you go to the grocery store every day, you get like, you know, a glass of milk and like a donut or something like that. Like the day that you go to the store and they don't have that donut, you're really disappointed because you do that shit every day. That's how it felt like dating. Like when I was able to date, it's like, yo, like I can go to another store and probably get milk and donuts, but that store is supposed to have that shit. They had mm-hmm. it every other day. Why, why can't I just keep going to that store? So like there, there was this one girl like i knew she was crazy like this chick was fucking nuts um mm-hmm. talked about her on previous shows but i just like and i don't want to make it a real like big monologue but 
I knew she wasn't right for me. I knew I would never actually date her. It was just a convenience thing. It was like, all right, cool. Like nobody else is answering. I'll hit them up. Or you know what? I'm going through a dry spell of meeting new people or wanting to get to know new people. I I can go to Old Faithful to the point where I would like completely like ghost this girl for like fucking three to four months. And just randomly, like out the blue, I'd be drunk at a bar, hanging out with Q or somebody. Boom, let me text and see what's going on. It was shit like that. It's like, like, I had to condition myself to be like, you know what? Delete the number. Delete the contacts. Because I know me when I used to backtrack. I would backtrack, get what I want, and I'd fade hard. I'm like, all right, cool. When, mm. when we slept together, or boom, like, you know, I, you know, I had my fun with you, and, and now I'm done. But then that person starts to get pissed off. So the next time I try it, they're getting a little bit more wiser to it. But I also know mm. I have to put in twice the amount of work. And I start, like, I talk to one of, like, my older friends, like, Greg, like, you keep putting in work to prove that you're not going to fuck with them this time. Like, you're not going to like go and fade them this time, but you did it before. And I was like, you know what? Instead of just fading, why don't I just completely like disregard them? Like just completely eliminate myself from that. And I'm not absolving myself from blame because I was an absolutely bad guy at the time. But looking back at it, like I looked at my Facebook messenger, like before we did this episode, and I was just going through like old messages from when I was like a dirtbag, right? And that girl had messaged me like right before I had met my wife. And she was like, Oh, happy birthday. When I say happy, I mean, fuck you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But like, it was like a long, like, text wow. message. And I, ne- I never read this text message. And this is, mind you, this is before we did the show tonight. And I was like, yo, like, I was really, like, bad for that person. And the reason why I was bad to that person, because it was convenient. I would always backtrack because I was always accepted there. And yeah, I hate the fact that I'm about to say this, but like a lot of women, like they backtrack with the dudes who honestly like do shit like that, who keep them entertained because it's always going to be something new. It's always going to be like, you know what, like he doesn't get it or, you know, I can change him. He's going to be a, a decent guy. And it's like, that's absolutely not the truth. Because as somebody who was that guy, like I'm trying to find a relationship with everybody else but you, like you were the fun, you were the moment, like you were the convenience at that moment. But there was always somebody else that's like, yo, if I could get with her, I wouldn't be fucking with this girl anymore. And that's why I was always backtracking. And I guess I have to publicly apologize if she ever listens to this in like 10 years. She's like, oh, damn, that's why. I was like, yeah, I was just really not a good person to date. I wasn't dateable. I was that guy who, you know what? Need a slay? Need a lay? Cool. Like, bet. We can do that. The we can go slay hang out on and the, the lay. Yeah, like it was. 
Yeah, it was it was just the truth. And I had to like come to terms with the fact that I was like, yo, I'm just not that guy. And the reason why is I would go around my friends who were in relationships and they seemed to be happy. And my excuse to myself was, well, they, you know, they're happy with one woman and I have to please multiple ones, right? Like I have to go mm-hmm. on these dates. And I thought I'm like, yo, like this shit is it's dry. It's bo-. like I won't say it's dry and boring, but it's more so one of those things like, yo, I'm getting exhausted. Mm-hmm. After like answer like a lot of people always like oh my dms are dry my text messages are dry sometimes that shit is cool like, every once in a while you're like yeah i want to get entertained by a person or two cool that be my guest but there's nothing worse than having too many options and you don't know what to do with any of them you don't want to mm. be in a situation where you know i want to i want to date this person i only want to fuck this person this person's cool to hang out with because they know all the brunch spots and restaurants and shit and then you got that one person that you keep fading but that's the person you're supposed to be with shit like that like, I didn't think about until that girl that I kept backsliding and backtracking with was like, damn, like, you know what? Like, I'm doing this girl dirty. And she actually kind of liked me. Like, she she wanted to be in a relationship. And now looking at her, like, I'm like, damn, like, she got she got married. And I don't know if the, like, situation, like, messed up or whatever. But I guess he had done her the same way. And I was like, fuck. Like, she pretty much went through, like, the first half of her, like, adult life. Like, just being around guys who were just, like, the wrong guy or the guy who presented themselves as the right one and just ended up being the wrong one. And I started that, you know, I kind of started that downward trend for her. So I kind of instilled disbelief in like what a good guy could be just by intentionally being the wrong and, you know, the wrong guy, the bad guy. And for her, it's like, I just knew in my head, like I can always backtrack to her because she was always so accepting of attempting to change me. And that's why when we talked about insecure last week, you know, tying these in, I was like, yo, like thinking about Lawrence, I was like, yo, like that was the only fucking reason he came around. That's how we kind of ended the show last week. That's why we were mm-hmm. doing this episode this week. It was like, he never wanted Issa. Like he was in love with Issa, but he didn't want her. Like he didn't want that finale. He didn't want to end up with her. He just didn't want anybody else to have her. Mm-hmm. And the people who watched that show, they're like, oh my God, like Lawrence have, I want them to be together. And I was like, no, you don't. Neither one of them are good for each other. They proved that shit for five fucking seasons. <laughs> every time they're like, every time they're together, something happens or the other person gets bored with the other person. They cheat with the other person or they decide, you know what? Like, I can't grow with you. And they go and move on and their life is going good. And the moment their life is going good, what happens? They backtrack because they feel like there's something, like you said earlier, there's something missing. There's something that they didn't prove or they didn't accomplish with that last person. Some people are only here for you to, to like, you get, you know, a couple goals achieved, but you don't go and like complete the final shit. Like, yeah, you're going to get from level one to level five, but you're not going to get to level 10 with them. That's what I saw at Issa and uh, Lawrence. Like, yo, they aren't meant to be. They're just mm. a couple that they got the best out of each other to learn from each other so they could you know they could become the best person they could be for somebody else they just ended up in a situation where lawrence he didn't want to you know be in a relationship with the woman that he had the opportunity that wanted to give him everything and then Issa, you know didn't want to do the work for the guy who honestly needed to do the work for him like i forgot what the guy's name was the light-skinned dude like he didn't want to do the work he was yeah uh him he was like oh you know nathan he's like oh yeah you know he seemed to be like in a position where he wanted to do the work and get into a relationship because he realized like one, he didn't have 
any more options at that point. Like his, you know, his homeboy wasn't letting him stay with him. He was having issues in the barbershop. And the one person that was giving him grace and trying to like, you know, feel the vibes from him was Issa. He was like, you know what? I can do this. And Issa attempted to convince herself. It was like, all right, bet. Like, you know what? I can try to convince myself because he seems like he wants to be on the same path. But Issa wasn't there because the moment that the old work talking about Lawrence comes in and says two or three words, I love you, you know, say it back. She wants to skip to the good part. Wasn't the good part when you found a guy who was like, you know what? I want to be with you. I took a little while to figure out that I loved you, but I do. And I want to move on with you. But the moment that you do, the old guy comes in and says, you know what? Like, I can't have that. I'm not happy without you. But it's like, like, you can go find your happiness on your own. And to me, that's why, like, I wanted to do this episode because that happens more often than not. Like, you just sometimes you backtrack because you just don't want to see the other person happy. Like, oh, no, fuck that. Like, what what do you mean that happened? Like, have you ever, like, looked at somebody that you either used to holler at, people you used to flirt with, people you used to date? And you Mm -hmm. hope that, that, like, even though you might see them married in a relationship or honestly just alluding to some shit in their, like, Instagram stories. You're like, damn, like, the motherfucker, like. You don't, I don't want to say this in a hater way, but it's the truth. Like you want people to just be away from you and be happy, but when they're publicly happy and they're letting you know this shit, it feels like they're targeting that shit at you. Does it make sense? It's like, yeah. like damn, like they're, per- they're posting Justin LaBoy memes and telling you how, <laughs> you know, life is so great. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean life is so great? Like you and I like dated like three years ago, like some shit like that. Right. And I'm sure a lot of people would say that. It's like, oh, like, I feel triggered at the fact that, like, you're publicly posting your happiness and they try to get at you. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, even though her and I or he and I dated like four or five years ago, they posting about how happy they are. They newly engaged. They're dating this person. They're happy. And in your head, you're like, you know what? How can I? Let me, let me say congratulations in the most condescending way I can possibly say it. Let me go and all of a sudden start liking photos from fucking eight weeks ago. That shit that people do, it's not learned behavior, but it's something that I've seen and heard people do. I haven't had the opportunity to do that because I told myself, once I got married, I blocked everybody. All all the old people I used to date, the people Mm -hmm. I used to talk, all that shit. I did not want any dirt coming up to me. So if I ever become president, I don't want to hear any of that drama. Like casually, she's in the uh, she's in the audience now. Like she can tell you, like Greg from like 2010, 2011, and shit. Even like when Justin and I first started dating, shit was real. Like it was like patchwork for a while with mm-hmm. me. I, I talk about how I used to be, and I'm still growing as a man. But a lot of the stuff that I see now, especially with those shows like Insecure, and I'm like, the reason why I read that shit so deep is because of the fact that it's like people just aren't having those like those honest moments. Like yo, like. I don't really want to be with you. I just don't want that other person to have you. And because they honestly, know as soon as they say that stupid, selfish ass shit, they become pathetic. And and, yeah. and it's people's pride and shit because when I yep. did the poll, I just did the poll on Twitter and I asked, when you got back with um, an ex, what was the reason, right? Mm-hmm. The reasons yep. I put that they could do is it's COVID and it's known. We live together. They fix the issue or I'm addicted. And 100% of them put I'm addicted. Mm-mm-mm. That's not a good thing to be like, I'm just addicted. That means it's something that you can't control and you have no discipline. Anytime you have no discipline and you can't control it, that's not a good thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's it's weird to see, but it's the truth. Um, I have a friend that, you know, I had to ask if I could tell about her story on the show, but her ex-wife, you know, I, I guess her and the girl are separated. And she's like, Greg, like, you know, I know, can I use your podcast page to follow her on Instagram? Wow. Like, no, no, big, no big deal. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a good friend, but it, like the only reason I'm doing it is because like I, I trust in her. I actually care for my friends. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. if you need to do that, cool, because the blame's not coming directly on me. So then, mm-hmm. you know, like three or four days ago, she's like, Greg, um, what, um, something about her Twitter, the girl's Twitter page. She was like, oh my God. Can we look at her, you know, her Twitter what page? What is the reason though? Her. Yeah, but I asked, I was like, yo, like, the fact that you're going through all these mental hurdles to try to get in touch with somebody who don't want to get in touch with you, no. like you're, you're backtracking, like you need to move on because clearly she's moved on. And whenever somebody starts locking their Twitter page, like that, that's when, you know, they pretty much say, you know what? I'm done with you. I, I'm staying the fuck out the way, which to me, I questioned, I was like, yo, like, is my friend fucking crazy? Like, is there something like, is there like an instability to the point where she just, she didn't get the signs. She went and ran through all the red lights and she, she still just hasn't gotten it. Like, I, even though I know it's she gets a podcast, she clearly ain't getting it. So I had to tell her, I was like, yo, like you seem really pressed and like you're not reading the signs. She clearly wants to move on, but you're not giving her the opportunity to. And she was like, well, I still care. And I was like, you're not entitled to that, though. You're not entitled to still care. And mm-hmm. it's OK to be over that shit. But. I asked straight up, you know, the post that we said earlier and her response to it was, this is the current story of my poor little life talking about what we're talking about tonight. Like if you had to backtrack and stuff like that, why would you want to be in a situation like that? Especially if you're separated. If somebody told me that they wanted to separate, oh, we're done. That's it for me. You telling me you want to separate means that you're done. You just don't want to do it first. You're hoping that the other person just completely says, you know what, now that I've moved on, I'm going to end this shit. And I don't want that. I, if anybody would ever tell me, like, yo, we have to separate, I'd just rather end it right then. Ain't no separation. We're done. I've had, you know, women tell me, oh, we need to go on a break. Numbers block. Then they're like, oh, well, what happened? What the fuck you mean what happened? You said you wanted to break. Breaks are open-ended. But to me, nice. open-ended is forever. I don't beef with people, but I know for a fact that, like, if you tell me you need a break, there's nothing I need to do when it comes to being in contact with you. So when it comes to backtracking, that's how you avoid that shit. Just block people. That's what homegirl did. She clearly was like, oh, put my page on private, you know, doing all that. And I'm sure that the girls probably listen because she follows me now on the Instagram page. So if she listens and she's like, oh, well, that's you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, sweetheart. Like, you're, you know, you're you're separate. Yeah, you're, you're, you're separated wife, fiance. Like, she wanted you to know. And the only reason I'm doing this is because I want, like, full transparency here. And she'll probably message you, like, damn, was it that difficult? I was like, trust me. Like, I had to have that hard conversation with your spouse being like, oh, like, I didn't want to do this. Because I, the last thing I need her to do, because she has access to the Instagram page, is to drunkenly or honestly just whenever she feels the need to, like, see a post that she shouldn't see. And then she goes on my Instagram page and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, blah, 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 blah. Then it's like, damn, that's like a bad notch on Greg. Only issue for me is I don't really give a fuck anyway. Like, if you have to go through that length to go through your friends to find out information on your ex, Mm -hmm. that's a problem. That's a red flag. 
and us backtracking no-nos. Like that's number one on the list. If they have to go and private their shit, they don't want you in it. So yeah, that, that's just my little take on that. So Okay, so two things. Mm-hmm. If y'all break up and this is the fifth time y'all getting back together, to me, I I I seek a therapist once we got back together to try to figure out why the repeat keeps happening and what tools yep. we need to follow through with staying in the relationship. Because obviously there's things about this person that you like, but at the same time, there's, there's something that you won't compromise with is why y'all keep breaking up and then getting back together. Um, mm-hmm. Many people do that shit. And then this other scenario is if your ex blocked you, this is kind of for a homegirl. If your ex blocked Sorry. you, doesn't talk to you, returned all your things months ago, doesn't want to uh, talk things through, it's not them. You are not backtracking. They don't mm-hmm. want you. And I think yep. a lot of people just need to give up and stop embarrassing themselves. So, like, my first ex that I had in high school, dog, this man kept sending me random cash apps up till last year and I had to tell him I had to unblock him to tell him hey stop being nice to me Mm -hmm. and then I blocked him before he could answer and that's what worked because the reality is a lot of men are only nice to women because that's their only outlet for attention or something to be said back to open the conversation to some other shit. And my thing is, I don't live in the past. I exhaust the situation. And there are signs of maturity that you can find in some people to make a relationship work um, and push forward in the direction that you both want. But at the same time, there are some things that you can't change, like the character of who a person is. So like some signs of maturity would be both people show accountability for what they did and what they do. Right. Um, anybody that, you know, gone through a breakup or I asked them, you know, like, what were your relationships like in the past? And they'd be like, well, I broke up with this person because they did this. And then I broke up with the second person because they did this. I'm just like, Oh, okay. This a no go because you're not, you haven't told me what you could have worked on and what you could have done better. Not once. So I already have a window as to what may happen if I take you seriously, right? Yeah. The next thing is um, honesty, uh, you know, is important to both people. And I feel like that's a big sign of maturity because as you get older, you said it today, like your your tolerance on shit is Mm -hmm. at a minimum. Right. And yep. so if you're talking to somebody that's in their mid thirties or older and y'all trying to establish a relationship and they're still stuck on lying about shit that they do that you clearly already know about. That's why you're asking to see if they're going to tell the truth. It's kind of like, why are you here? I think um, communication is easy with people who are mature. It's not a hassle. No. You, you, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to like just say, you know, everything that you're saying, I agree with. I want to know, like the people who are listening, clearly we got people in the room. 
Uh, like, how would they feel in a situation? Like, have they ever been in a situation where they, one, backtracked, or two, just been in a situation like Shan, like, where you just had to, like, get over that shit, or, you know, had to grow from it, or just say, you know what, like, I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and I just don't want to deal with that shit anymore. I feel like everybody's been in that situation at least once, and, you know, for us, you know, being named Loud Mob Stereo, I want to hear from you guys. Like, you know, Shane wants to hear from you guys. Like, leave a voicemail, man. Let us know because we talk good game, but we would like to hear it too. So just let us know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people end up being embarrassed by the fact that they backtrack. It's mm-hmm. like um, something they want people to know that they did. So they do it on yep. the low. <laughs> yep. Um uh, you know, if you plan together and you make choices with consideration of another person, I think that's a huge sign of maturity because a lot of people will, you know, they do things while in a relationship and then they expect the other person to deal with the choice that they made. But mm-hmm. if you had plans for us to be together in the future, it didn't dawn on you that let me call this person before I make this decision. And I feel like things like that let you know if a person actually sees you in their future or is just mm-hmm. telling you those things to keep you around. And um, the last sign of maturity that I had here is they share res- like a respect for the values that you have and you share respect mm-hmm. for the values that they have. So you just can't come to this person with any type of thing and think it's about to fly. You can't talk to this person any type of way and think that it's going to be cool. And this is, I'm not talking to the people who are immature that, you know, when I get upset, I'm a key your car or I'm a slash your tires or I'm a break your windows because I've seen that. And I'm just like, yo, we can't be 30 plus slashing tires and, and, and keying cars to get reactions Mm -hmm. from people that we expect to stay around for us because no, Yep. But some people just honestly, like, they can't be alone, though. So when they get that person and they do them right, when I say, like, you can just be in a situation where you just treat somebody nicely and they've never been treated nice before, they might become crazy. They might become a stalker. You never fucking know. Or, you know, as a guy, um, you just might actually throw the dick on somebody good one time. You stuck with them for life. (laughs) Like, they don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. if you with somebody. They're just waiting. And God forbid if you post something, and they disagree with it or they want to be hip about it, they're going to go and hit you up. It happens to this day. It happens to this That's day. That's here. But I'm going to play these messages. Go we got Cashley. Let's see here. Yeah, Greg, you must be pissing somebody off at stereo because somebody's throwing snowballs at your face. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. I don't know why they came up with that shit because I, I don't want white shit getting thrown at my face at all. So stereo I mean, again. Not you know what, Shan? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to. Yeah, a long, 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 long time ago, I did backtrack, and it was the same old, same old. So yeah, backtracking never ends up. Ooh. Never, never. I mean, I, I will say, um, I guess it's not even really a story time. So there was a girl like before, like Justin, I met right. So mm-hmm. her and I, and I've, I've talked about the girl before, like, but not to like detail and I won't go into more detail, but her and I, we used to hook up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when Justin and I actually first started dating, like I would go out and I would see this girl and she would try to interact again. And I'm like, nah, like I'm in a relationship, blah, 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 blah. 
So then she would text. And for me, I had to like call, and it wasn't like text messages. It was, um, what was that fucking shit? Um, like WhatsApp. And mm-hmm. I completely removed WhatsApp. I changed like my contact stuff from WhatsApp because I was like, oh, I, I don't like that type of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was crazy when I was with her. Like, well, whatever, man, like whatever I was doing. And then, you know, I saw her, I'm trying to think when it was like 20, like 17. Mm-hmm. And she, like, it was me and Q were, were hanging out and we see her at like a pizza parlor. And she said, she was like, well, you've been ignoring me. I was like, oh, I'm in a relationship. I'm happy. Blah, 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 blah. And she was, yeah. And mind you, like, it was one of those things where it was like, I'm in line. And I guess she was like coming out of line. And she was like, oh, well, it's, it's fancy seeing you here, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, hi. And she was like, oh, well, you must be with somebody because you're ignoring me. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, what the fuck else do you want me to say? You want me I to hate when are? women do that. Like, why do you have to say the obvious? Like, yeah, I like, owe you shit. Yeah. And I, I wasn't trying to be rude to the girl because I'm like, yo, like, you always have, like, some type of care and concern for somebody, but you don't have feelings. And you know, having care and concern is completely different from feelings. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize, like, you can have history with the person, but not want to have a present with them. Like, all right, cool. You know, like, I care for you in the regard of, like, you being a person and me having had that interaction with you. I just don't have to give a fuck if you are happy or not, because you could figure that out on your own. So, you know, she pulled me to the side. We're talking for a second. She was like, how's everything going? I'm telling her about Jess. I'm telling her about, you know, the fact that we're getting married and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I told you 2017. So, she was like, well, I, you know, she said something that really like hurt my heart. She was like, yo, I never like pegged you to be somebody that would end up happy in the end. I was like, God wow. damn. Like, what the f-? Yeah. And she was it's like, like she, she was, didn't like, want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, yo, what, what am I supposed to do here? Like, and I think that was probably one of those pivotal points when I was like, yo, because when I talk to other people and even me like talking about it like all the time, I'm like, yo, like I always present like the stuff that I used to do. It wasn't the greatest. And I used to treat women like really bad. So she's in her, she was within her right to be like, oh, like I didn't, you know, expect you to be happy. But it was just the way she said it. She could have said, oh, I would never expect you to be with somebody like any. No, she said it. She said it like a jab because she wanted to jab you because she was bothered by the fact that you actually have somebody that's important to you that you would even mention to me. Right. But at the same time, a lot of men don't understand that the women that they sleep with most of the time wish ill shit on them because mm-hmm. they know like they know that they're not it for that man and they they might be in the midst of giving you the best of the best i can't say what i want to say right now because i is in the room yeah. but at the same uh-huh. time they are wishing ill shit on you when you leave their presence and yeah that's why it's very important for you to be picky about the people you deal with sexually mm-hmm. because you don't know what their intentions are for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's there's some situations that like I'll talk about in other episodes. You know, we always have like a story time or something. So I feel like I can be transparent on our podcast. But that one right there, I was like, damn, like that was kind of fucked up. So it made me think about the way I treat people and how I really want to be treated. Like, you know, the golden rule. But mm-hmm. when it came to it, I was like, yo, I, I was never in a position where I treated somebody bad and they didn't know it. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm not answering your calls and like you're wondering things, like, no, there was never that. Excuse me. Okay. You, okay. Where, you know what I do now, Greg? What's that? Um, 
I feel like it's clarity. I feel like it's honesty mm-hmm. with my actions of what I do. But I purposely do it that way so nobody's confused. Whenever I feel like, ooh, I just want to call somebody and talk and just chop it up. Mm-hmm. If if I feel like that person doesn't deserve that level of me, I don't reach out. It's like a discipline yeah. thing. Um, mm-hmm. If if I see something that I know that person would like, in the past, I would just buy it and give it to them, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like that person would never do that for me. Yeah. And I'm not more than this to that person, so... We don't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then, yep. and so the little things start to pile up where I've learned to mirror the efforts and the reciprocation that the person gives me. And that makes it easier for that day where it's just be like, so I'm doing this now. I don't want to do what we've been doing anymore. Is that cool? And I'm going to be like, that's Absolutely. cool because I've, I've purposely kept everything on an even exchange. So I'm not hurt because I felt like I've been doing more than you. So I'm not hurt that I feel, you know, I feel like I've been putting my all into this when I know I haven't because you haven't been putting your all into this. And to a lot of people, it may sound like, oh, well, if I have to do it partially, then I don't want to do it at all. But realistically, when you go to a corporate job and your um, job title is, let's say, SDR, are you going to mm-hmm. go in there and do CEO work? Or are you going to go in exactly. there and do SDR work and get paid what they pay you for SDR? It's like, don't do more than you need to in order to get the same ending result. And I had to oh, teach really? myself that over time. And it's not because... I'm selfish and I don't feel like anybody deserves anything more from me. It's because Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of years dealing with people who should have had less from me, but because I thought me doing more was going to change their character and respect what I was doing, I shot myself in the foot. Mm -hmm. See, that that, that is a great segue to this question I have to ask you. Mm -hmm. With COVID being a thing and being stuck inside, do you think that has a large like factor? It is a large factor in people backtracking. I would say yes, because it's like they don't have to overthink them coming over or they don't have mm-hmm. to overthink what they're about to get into or what this person was like. Or, you know, it's kind of like being able to test whatever you want out sexually with a person that you know you don't have to do more for but you want to see if this works like i'm i'm gonna tell you right now i'm single but when i do get me a session in i'm testing certain moves out i'm getting Mm -hmm. feedback after there's a questionnaire i'm uh she said a questionnaire i'm testing uh uh, lingerie looks out. I'm testing. Um, you know, would you like more of this here? What part about it did you enjoy? I'm asking all of those things because I'm not giving you my best, but I'm preparing to give a man my best. And when I do give them my best, it's kind of like class is over. 
Now let me show you what I learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And that's how I treat yeah, it. Like, yeah. And you should, like, I'm not trying to give people, like, advice and stuff like that. But, like, if you are going to go and do your backslide, use your backslide as an opportunity, like Shannon said, for practice. For that yeah. person who you don't know if they deserve that yet. Um, clearly, you know what they're capable of. You know, talking about your backslide. They know what you're yeah. capable of. Try new things. Do different things. So yeah. when you meet the one or the person that you want to be with, like, they don't need to know what's all in the, the bag of tricks. But you know you've mastered it. And I wish more people would do that. But a lot of people, they don't go and backslide or backtrack just for the tangibles. Like, oh, well, the reason why I keep going to that person because they keep buying me purses. Or they keep taking me and flying me out. Or, they, you know, they just, yeah. Like, it's it's always some, like, obscure, dumbass shit that I'm like, yo, like, you, you know what you're getting into. Like, um, remember... We talked about this even just last week. Uh, one of my friends who, you know, she would come on the show and leave the voicemails about, oh, well, you know, he, you know, I'm trying to get into a relationship. I just can't find the right guys. Went on all the dating sites. She ends up with the guy that she was with or she is with. And I guess like they broke up. And next thing you know, she's pregnant. I'm like, what the fuck? What are, what are we doing here? Like, and I, I can't like muster up the courage to ask her. It's like, you know, what, like, shit like that and scenarios like that don't happen by circumstance or by consequence that that shit happens because it was intentful and i I don't want to speak out of turn about it but i was like from the outside looking in Mm -hmm. you were telling us and you were there like yo like i just can't find a guy all the guys that i've seen have been dirtbags or they're not the right ones and blah 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 blah. and then the first guy that like shows you some type of like inclination that they like you you with them and you boot up and you're trying to tell the world how happy you are. It's like, bro, it, it hasn't even been like 90 days. And you're talking about <laughs> how, like, how fucking happy y'all are. Now, my, and the only reason you notice is because like, these are episodes we did in like fucking like June and July. Mm-hmm. And you know it to be true. So this is like June or July. And then she hits, like, I hit her up. I was like, Hey, how are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Cause I hadn't seen her in a while. So yeah. she goes and she's like, Oh, he and I broke up. And this is in no like, fucking, like August. She was like, he and I broke up. I was like, oh, because he got one. In my head, I'm like, oh, because he fucked. Like, come on now. Like, it, it's the summer. The, the world had really just opened back up for real. He's with you, and you're going and doing your thing. You're fucking around with him. And then guess what? He, he wants to end it. He wants to end the situation. Now, I'm not a part of your bedroom, but I, I am a guy. And once you start coming on a little bit too strong, like, yo, like, we having fun here. Like, I'm getting to know you. It's been fucking, like, two, three months. Like, yo, you want the world right now. This is a little bit weird. So, mind you, I can't speak to the guy because I've never met the guy. And with her, I know her. And we, you know, you and I have both interacted with her. So you can kind of catch the vibes from there. So then I check on her again. This is, like, September. And she's like, yo, I'm going to take a hiatus from, you know, the internet because I got some good news. And I was like, don't tell me. And in my head, I'm like, yo, please don't tell me you're pregnant. And she was like, yeah, you know, mm. he and I broke he and I broke up. And then I found out that I was pregnant. And I was like, get the fuck. I was like, no. Come on, wrong and, control. <laughs> I, I'm sitting, in my head, I'm just, I'm screaming, I'm screaming from the mountaintop. I'm like, no. Like, it, it, it happens, but there's a small margin of that you already knew that he was trying to make his exit and you were trying to keep him around with the pussy. And that's no disrespect to her, but I just, I know how that operates. 
Like men know how that shit operates. Women know. Let that me shit tell you too. something. You know, I like, remember when I found out I was pregnant with Ari, right? Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of my guy friends was like, "Shan, don't keep that baby." And I'm not saying don't keep that baby because I don't think you'll be be able to take care of it, but don't keep her because you and her dad are not in a relationship that works. You know what I'm saying? And I had to explain to them, like, I understand that you're thinking about my well-being going forward, but at the same time, I know who I am. I'm not a woman that throws away kids because I acted irresponsibly. And mm-hmm. how the kid got here, I enjoyed that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. it would be very selfish. Um, I, I, would it be hard? Yes. And, you know, you know, men who would be like, he's not going to do this. He's not going to be there. He's not going to support you. How you need to be supported. And that's not true. Like, her dad has been very supportive with me. But at the same time, I've known him for 17 plus years. Like, I know this man's social. I know where this man lives. I know this man's mom. Like, it's different. And so sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, if you know yourself well enough, what you do looks stupid yep. for somebody else that's looking in. So, I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of like a weird thing when those yeah. type of kids pop up. But, woo! Yeah, yeah I, I, can, I can respect that. In that circumstance, this one I can't though. And the only reason I know that is because I know when a nigga needs a place to stay. And I, mm. I also know when a dude is like, you know what? I got to stick around now because like I'm getting it where they're getting this good. And for her, I know she's a, a good chick. And as much as she wanted to be in a relationship, when she told us, she was like, yo, like, you know, all these guys are this and this and this. I'm like, yo, like, those guys that you keep saying are dirtbags and ain't shit, but then you end up with the guy who think this guy's like the perfect guy. And I'm not hating on the dude, but I was like, bro, like you trying to tell me you sleep with somebody for a couple months, you realize you over the situation, and then that the person that you've been sleeping with and you wanted to end it with spontaneously ends up pregnant. Mm-hmm. So mind you, so mind you, I think she's doing like maybe like two or three months, and not once has she posted anything about this for the for the necessity of you know, pretty much keeping things under wraps and not everybody needs to know my personal life. I was like, that don't make sense to me because the entire time y'all were dating prior to the breakup and shit, you was oh, a lot of shit. Fuck, you loud as fuck about it. That, it don't make sense. I'm like, bro, you, the entire time y'all were dating for all three months, we couldn't, you know, I cannot stop seeing this dude. I'm like, yo, I know, I know everything about him. I'm like, yo, we, you know, you taking photos with him, you, you know, you and him, y'all happy and stuff. I'm like, yo, like, I'm happy for her. And then when she, you know, her and I talked and she's like, oh yeah, he and I, we broke up. He wanted to end things. I was like, okay, he ends things. And she's mad at me because I kind of like told her the truth. I was like, yo, like the the writing was kind of on the wall. Like it got cold outside. Like the fuck? Like, and then it gets cold outside and you end up pregnant. So, okay, if you end up pregnant, what are you going to do? And then she, like, she told me a couple like weeks later, she's like, oh yeah, we're going to, you know, tough it out. And we're going to figure things out. I was like, oh, that's great. Like, y'all going to work things out? And I was like, are y'all going to co-parent? She's like, oh, no, we're going to be together. I was like, oh, this nigga, yeah, he knew. He, he Black dude, he's with, you know, her, she white. And no disrespect, y'all not trying to make that thing. But what I'm saying is, like, he knew. Like, her family got money. 
he, I don't know if his family got money or not, but he's like, damn, like, you know what? The grass is really greener on the other side. I'm going to just go ahead and stick this shit out. So mm-hmm. for her, all I could tell her, I was like, yo, like, if you need anything, let, you know, Jess and I know, be there for you, blah, 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 blah. But it, it was really weird because I listened to those old episodes and the playing of the voicemails of the, oh, well, you know, this dude, he only want to fuck. Or this dude, you know, he's leaving these messages and these messages. And then that happened. I was like, get the fuck out. The world works in a crazy way. I'm blaming Lawrence. I don't know why. I'm just blaming Lawrence for that. Mm. Lawrence from Insecure for anybody who's asking. So now I guess like my last little, uh, I don't think we have any voicemails, but feel free to drop any if you guys have any. Um, another question that's my final question for the night before we get to other stuff, including the polls. Do you feel like a big portion of backtracking um, being, uh, I'm sorry, do you feel like a big portion of backtracking is because people aren't getting closure or something else? Um, because I think a big portion of backtracking, there's an excuse that I need closure. But mm. the reality is nobody needs closure. If somebody made you feel negatively enough, you don't need shit from them. Facts. Right? But sometimes people make an excuse of, um, you know, they could be in a current relationship and they'd be like, hey, you know, such and such reached out to me or they're in town and, you know, we didn't have any closure when we had broken up and they just want to talk. I was just saying, you know, is it cool if I meet up with them? My ex did this. Okay, ex number three. And I was like, yeah. I said, I don't care. And he went and he he went and he met up with her. They talked or whatever. And he came back and he was like, why did you allow me to do that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, I didn't allow you to do anything. I don't own you. But if you're thinking it that much to bring it up to me, that tells me that somewhere in you that was very important. And so whether or not I told you no or yes, you felt like you wanted to do it anyway. And I'm not afraid of some old shit hitting you up because I'm current. And unless you want to bump me from being current for some old shit, it don't matter. So I'm not offended. Exactly. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I'm I'm a little bit more petty about it, but I'm glad you put it in the most politically correct way as possible. Um, I feel like a lot of people really, they, they never really need closure. Yeah. They, it's all a convenience thing. Um, they just honestly, I said it earlier, like they just don't want to see somebody else happy. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, well, what the fuck you mean? Like, I, I, I want that. Um, and I've, I've even heard, you know, men and women alike, like, yo, I really don't want them. It's just the fact that I know I can have them whenever I have them. And it's like, Damn, that's some cutthroat shit. You, you it's real shit though. Center. Like I know the yeah. person. Let me tell you something. I know the person I'm getting winged from right now. Don't want me. Mm-hmm. But the thought of me doing what I do with somebody mm-hmm. else and they don't have a say oh. in that eats them. The oh fuck yeah. Up. Yep. Now see that that's that's an argument for another day. I'm <laughs> I'm, you know what's gonna happen? Every episode we're gonna have the next episode from a statement that we've made like that right there mm-hmm. is gold because it is the fucking truth like keith 
And that takes a lot of maturity to have sessions with someone that you know Mm -hmm. doesn't want you for more than what it is, as long as you don't want them for more than what it is. And Mm -hmm. that's the only reason why it works. Sir, I know you ain't shit in relationships. So what I look like being a dum-dum being in a relationship with you. Let me just stick to what you're good at. Toss that thing here. You know, sweat me out and be about your business. You know what? I ain't got to say another fucking word this episode. Because that right there, let's put a bow on it. That that was beautiful. Like, what the fuck? Come on now. That is the, that's the best way to end the show. Because sweat me out. Just let me know what to Sweat me is. out, dog. Yo, like, and that's all it needs to take. Like, you know what? The next episode, I, I, as a precursor, like, sometimes you're not there for none of that shit. You just want to be, just sweat me out. Yeah. Name of the next episode. Just sweat me out. I don't even, I don't even get... pull a talk, y'all. I don't even pull a talk. Yo, no, n- you know what? Next episode, no pillow talk. Just sweat me out. <laughs> Book it. No pillow talk. Just sweat me out. That okay. sometimes it just needs to be happened, and you know it needs to happen. And I, I hate the fact that I'm about to say this. Like some people in relationships or not, like that's honestly how they feel. They don't want nothing from you. They don't want the kiss and the hug, the dinners, the dates. And, I know what you're here for. Like, you you know what I'm here for. Drop them draw. Who does this? Sister said that, right? She was like, no, do your dance on that hoe. Do your dance on that hoe. You know what time it is? Like, what, what? I'm not calling you at 1030 to ask you how it's dinner. I, I'm trying to be dinner and breakfast. What are we? No, look, here they go. They be like, did you tell anybody about this dish? I'd be like, hell no. Ain't nothing to tell. Why would Proceed. I? Why would I? <laughs> Exactly. Do what, do what you do. <laughs> do what you do and bring it here. Mm-hmm. Bring it here. I just Yeah. So I'd be like I'd be like Victoria's already... Secret ain't got shit on us. Man, Sir, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> so so clearly anybody who's listening to this show, either on the podcast or live on stereo, knows what they get next Saturday. Um even though Listen. Shan already has a show for us, we're gonna push that back another week because I want to talk about this next week. Because okay. it, it it matters to me. It matters to my soul, to the core. Like, it's okay to just want that person for what they, the only thing they're good at. Provide what you can provide. Don't give me more. Like, you, you're not getting extra credit for what you're already yeah. good at. Just do that. Like, I don't need you to be a nice person. Sometimes the pussy is just enough. Yeah. We're going to talk next. We're going to talk next Saturday. Cause boy. And at that point, like, yeah, you know what? We'll be like a week and a half out from my birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to yeah. be disgusting. It's going to be disgusting. Can't wait. If I pulled up to a drive-thru, I'd be like, can I get the Wang with no Not feelings what? and no hope for a future, please? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But you, you want to know, you know, and I, I know we like about the rap show, but like, I don't think as a lot of guys would know how to really operate if a woman really said that shit. Like, it's different when a woman says it versus when she like, she's showing you over time. Like she's they don't. The they don't. They, they, a lot of men can't handle, and this is what it, what they make it feel like. A lot of men mm-hmm. men can't handle a woman directing them in a manly way, because that's mm-hmm. looked at as manly. Because more men deal with women that way. So even when I was uh, dealing with another person in the past, and it was just like, "Sir, this is what we do." I don't want you to take me on dates. I don't want to meet your friends. 
I don't even care what your middle name is. I'm not trying to do none of that. This is what I'm here for. And after that was done, I was out. And it got to a point where after I gave him a couple of times and he kept coming at me the same way and it started getting predictable, I was off that. Did we end on bad terms? No. Does he know why I stopped hitting him up and why I stopped coming through? No. But there's nothing about him that told me, oh, he deserves an explanation. Some people don't deserve an explanation. Some people are Mm -hmm. a tryout. Thank you for coming out. Um, you ain't, you will not come in and good day. And, and, and it's just like a, a mature way to deal with people. Sometimes this whole society of, you know, it's not right to ghost people. It's not right to block people. Shut up. You're just upset that nobody's babying you like your parents did. You know what? I have a request. Even though I know the 22nd, is, we already have that one booked. For my birthday, even though my birthday is on the 1st, and that's a Tuesday, we don't record on those Tuesdays. January 29th, I need Dungeon to be a part of the show. I need this to be a mashup. It needs to be a real loud mouth, a real loud mouth report. Like it, it has to be the three of us. And the topic is going to be, some people are just the tryout. Mm. I, I feel like the, the three, like the three of us, our dynamics, like with that mashup, would be perfect because it's the truth. I want to hear Dungeons, like you know, whole like rhetoric when it comes to like are people just a tryout? I want to hear how you feel about like are people a tryout? You've told me some, but I want to hear it because I think both of our like audiences for both shows need to come together for an episode and discuss that. Because a lot of people don't realize that they are just a tryout. They just think, oh, you know, like I could be the one. I, I could be I could change that person. I can be the right one for them. Like, no. Nah, so nah. what you're saying is you and Dungeon about to run a train on me. You know what? That is a great way to get asses up out of here. So Shane, you can lead us out for the night. Oh, hey my y'all. Christ. Um, thank you. For listening to this show. Thank you for checking out Loud Mouth Stereo. My name is Shan. That is Greg from Young Black and Bothered Podcast. This is Loud Mouth Stereo Podcast. You can go on any podcast platform and find Loud Mouth Stereo. Please follow and subscribe and drop a review. The same show that we gave you tonight will be posted on there on Monday. So you can listen to it fully from beginning to end. If you spoke on the show today, it will be there. You can find us. At hashtag LMS or hashtag LoudMouthStereo, you can find our shop at LoudMouthStereo Shop on Teespring. And um, we do this every Saturday at 9.30. Next Saturday, we'll be here with another one. And um, I appreciate you guys for listening. And be well, be safe, wash your hands, uh, wear your mask, do whatever you need to do. But don't be backtracking with some old shit, please. Mm-hmm. You hear that? She told the truth. So until next Saturday, guys, we'll see you. Bye. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. 
NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.